As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's get ready to if you're going to go stick your head in the sand like that, get out of the sport. Mike Coppinger. It's creating a huge mess. It's absurd. No, you're wrong. So this the only, seems the like only a cash grab. You need to turn up and you need to be on it. We just started going at it. you got to go eat. The Pug and Cop Boxing Show on The Athletic. We are back here with another episode of the Poking Cop Boxing Show. And as always, there is a ton to really talk about now with the unraveling of Tyson Fury against Anthony Joshua. We thought the fight was on, but... The arbitrator in the Fury Wilder case had other ideas and he ruled on Monday that Tyson Fury indeed owes a third fight to Deontay Wilder. So that fight is now being explored for July 24th and also I'm told August 14th, two potential dates for the trilogy heavyweight title fight. We're going to get into all that right now. Lance Pugmire is in Las Vegas for the Josh Taylor-Jose Ramirez fight, one of the best fights on the boxing schedule. And I am in Miami, and I actually caught up with Tyson Fury earlier today at Warriors Boxing Gym in Hollywood, Florida, right by Sunny Isles. Fury had a lot to say, of course, as always, and Lance caught up with Josh Taylor. So we'll hear audio from both of those interviews right in a little bit. But right now, let's jump right into it. Lance Fury and Wilder, it looks like it's going to happen. I, I asked Tyson today, I said, Tyson, is there any amount of money you would pay Deontay Wilder? What is it going to take? And he said, I'm not paying him a single dollar. I am going to give him as payment these fists and just punishment. <laughs> <laughs> he said, punishment is the payment. That's the step aside fee. So for all the listeners out there, you'll hear that entire interview in a little bit here. But Lance, what do you think about that? It seems like yeah, I mean, I thought he was genuine. I don't think he wants to pay Wilder at all. I think the fight's going to have to go forward. Yeah, I mean, look, Mike, I mean, my my initial takeaway is, you know, as much as it, it could be a good fight, this is a this is a dark day for boxing. I mean, we were on the brink. We were right there, you know, right on the precipice of getting a four-belt heavyweight championship between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, only to see this, you know, judge retired judge from a you know some courtroom or some some building somewhere throw a hole oh, no it a, actually uh, it actually was at his home in uh Napa Valley that's where they had the crazy crazy you know he throws a monkey wrench into the whole sport of boxing Mike and he, because look I mean 
Is Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder entertaining? Yes. Is Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk going to, you know, give us something to talk about? Of course, but nothing like, you know, what was at hand here with Joshua versus Fury. I was so looking forward to that, you know, especially when Tyson Fury comes out the morning, the morning before and says, you know, like I, I'm, it's a good, it's a, it's a done deal. You know, I just talked to the uh, Prince. We're ready to go. And now, you know, to have all of this stop in its tracks is just, it's, it's just a shame. It's just a shame for the sport. Um, I know obviously, you know, Deontay had a case and it was a, it was the right case. He, the arbitrator did rule in his favor, obviously. So, you know, things were not done correctly in depriving him of that showdown, but to know that we had this, this great fight that was about to go down stopped from us, you know, and now who knows if it's going to happen because, you know, Deontay Wilder, I'm sure is going to, um, be pursuing redemption for, for his, his, the only loss in, in his career. And, you know, what if, what if he knocks out Tyson Fury? You know, what do we do for, from there? Is there going to be a fourth fight? Uh, is Wilder going to be, go to Joshua? Can Usyk even upset Joshua? But I wanted to see Fury Joshua bad, especially where the chips were, had fallen right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer, obviously. And it is funny, Lance, because it seems like everyone involved, whether it was top rank or Fury, Team Fury or Eddie Hearn, they just kind of all ignored what was going on in the background with the arbitrator and the proceedings there in Napa Valley at his home where everyone was giving depositions and all that. And, you know, even last week I reported that the ruling was probably coming Monday. And even I, when Fury announced it after talking to some sources, <laughs> you know, we, I, I said, Oh, the deal is the fight is on. So I should have really considered more, uh, what was going on because. But it seems like everyone just figured that the, at worst, the arbitrator was going to award damages to Wilder, and they thought wrong. So here right. we are now. Yeah. And uh, look, Bob Arum told ESPN the other day that July 24th at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, is what's being considered. And now I am told that August 14th is another date. So look, and that's the best case scenario, I think. I, I think you said a dark day for boxing. Yes, it is a bummer, Lance, but I don't think it's the end of the world if everything goes right. And that's a big if, because right. if we can get Fury Wilder three in, you know, July or August and Fury takes care of business, we get another big fight, right? Then we yep. get another big fight. I'm told August 21st and August 28th are being considered for a potential Anthony Joshua Alexander Usyk fight. Now, Joshua doesn't have to fight Usyk, but he does if he wants to keep his WBO title. And that's pretty key to getting that massive site fee of more than $150 million from the Saudis. You have to have undisputed championship, all four belts on the line. And even forgetting the Saudis, the fight does lose some luster if this is not for the undisputed championship. Unless they wanted to throw all the other belts in the trash, too. I'd be fine <laughs> with that. Like a Paul Riddick bow. But yes. it, it's going to, you know, look, if Joshua takes care of Usyk and assuming he fights him and Fury takes care of Wilder, they take care of it, you know, in, Ju in August or July, they can easily fight in November or December, which is, as I reported, that's when the Saudis wanted to fight anyway. When they can get more tourism and everything, everyone will be happy. We get the big fight and everything will be okay. But you said, like I said, this is heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen. Obviously, Fury destroyed Wilder in the, in the second fight, outboxed him in the first fight, despite being dropped twice by Wilder. Wilder is a big puncher. You never know, but you gotta, you gotta favor Fury, obviously. Uh, Lance, do you have, do you have odds for that fight or no? I haven't seen the fight, the odds come out from that, uh, at that point. I, Actually, I, I, I believe, I believe he's minus, I feel like Fury is maybe like minus 280. Got it. 
You know, I thought in, very interesting, Mike. I mean, I was I'm out here in Vegas today, and I was talking to Josh Taylor. Well, obviously, in the room is his trainer Ben Davison, Tyson Fury's former trainer. So I just asked him what he thinks of all of this going on. You know, that will um, start a, a trilogy fight between Fury and Wilder. And what Ben said was pretty interesting. He said, "Look, you know, based on what happened to Deontay Wilder in the last fight." I'm expecting Deontay Wilder to come out, you know, guns fully blazing, throwing everything that he can at Tyson Fury, going for an early knockout, um, just, you know, punching himself out, just trying to get that knockout as soon as he can. And that just makes for a fascinating fight, Mike. I mean, it's fascinating as it is. So much on the line for both men, um, you know, for Deontay Wilder, basically, you know, his, his career and for Tyson Fury, this Anthony Joshua fight. The stakes are so damn high. So to be able to add that type of drama, I mean, it's like, you know, put your seatbelt on for this fight because it looks like, you know, these guys are going to be taking us on a roller coaster ride of action. From that standpoint, it should be incredible drama in the boxing ring. Yeah, and from a promotional and political standpoint, it changes things drastically because Eddie Hearn was in the driver's seat with a fight between Fury and Joshua in Saudi Arabia, and now Top Rank's back in the driver's seat now with a... Fury Wilder three fight in Vegas. I mean, obviously PBC will be involved, but the rules were for the two fight deal that is now being honored is that the winning promoter was going to be the lead. So top rank will be in the lead now. Um, and we'll see what happens there. Maybe the, the deal could be closed soon. I believe maybe early next week. Um, but who knows? It's boxing. These things take time, but hopefully sooner than later. I know the arbitrator ruled that the fight must happen by September 15th. But Lance, let's jump right into that now. My interview with Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. He's going to talk about Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and much, much more. Let's take a listen. Look, I know you've been training for, you know, maybe AJ for a while, but now you're probably finding Deontay Wilder. What's your message to Deontay Wilder? Deontay Wilder's a bitch, pussy, shithouse, excuse maker. And whoever it is in the next fight, I don't care whoever it is, they're getting smashed to bits. I don't care if it's King Kong, Godzilla, Great white shark. I don't care who it is. They get knocked out badly as well. Badly damaged. Severely, severely damaged. I mean, now you've been a champion for you know a while. You're in your early thirties. Do you feel like you're starting to peak now? Finally, I've I've always been uh, an exceptional talent. Um, I've always had exceptional ability to beat anybody who's ever been put in front of me. Hence the reason why I've been undefeated in thirteen years. Um, and whoever the next opponent is, is going to pay the price for all this messing around that I've had over the last year. You know, COVID fucked things up a lot. And then I was supposed to fight many different people. None of us materialised. I'm being told now that I'm fighting soon. So I'm already fit and ready to go. Just going to cross all the uh, the T's and dot all the I's. And I'm going to make mince meat of anyone to put in front of me. I know you can't talk about specific dates, like you said. Yeah. But is it your hope if you get Wilder out of the way in the summer and then you fight AJ in the fall? Or the yeah, listen, whoever. Listen, I'm not really too bothered whoever these bums are. They're all pretty much bums the same, really. They're all about as talented as each other. Um... They've all got a bunch of shots, and that's it. Obviously, you're the top guy, and I'm, you know that. Who do you think is number two? Is there a close number two? I think they should fight about it. They should fight who's number two. Because there's a lot of guys out there. I can name a few of them. you got Deontay Wilder. you got Anthony Joshua. you got Dylan White. you got... Who else is there? Would you put up there? Uh, maybe Lewis Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. He's about... They're about all the Andy same. Andy Ruiz. Uh, Andy Ruiz has five five people to chuck in the mix. They should have a, like a, a fight off to see who's who's the best out of them lot. Because there's 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 heavyweight boxing and there's Gypsy King boxing and it's light years in front 
light years. How light years is very, very easy to tell. Three years out of the ring, drugs, alcohol, 400 pounds. Came back and fucked up Deontay Wilder. Completely gave him a boxing lesson. That's how much light years I am in front of these guys. The second time, I had a few years back, I'm not a few years back, a few months activity, a couple of fights, look what happened to him. I've been training every day since February, ready for a date. Someone's getting severely smashed to bits. No one's ever seen what I can do because I've never had a good enough challenger to bring it out of me. Not even Klitschko, the great Klitschko. He wasn't even good enough to bring the best out of me. None of these bums are. When, when we find a man of my era who's good, really good, then you see the best of the Gypsy King. Until then, you're just going to get these... I'm not even swear because it's not worth it. It's going to get smashed to bits. Let's like just say that. Um, yeah, well, now I know about Gypsy Boxing because you told me about Jeb Mace last year. So now I know I read up on it. Did you read about Gypsy Jeb Mace? Readily, yeah. Right? He, was, he was the man. He was the man. He taught Bob Fitzsimmons how to fight. And then Bob Fitzsimmons became a three, three-weight world champion. It's crazy. The Gypsy power. But you said that last time you gave Deontay Wilder a boxing lesson. You said that now you're coming to smash people to bits. So is this going to be, if that was a boxing lesson, what's next? Destruction? Knockout? Well, you had a boxing lesson the first time round. Humiliation. He missed with 95% of his punches. Then you had an absolute destruction in the second fight. So I hate to think what he's going to get the next time. He tells people I cracked his skull last time. I'm going to crack his skull wide open this time. <laughs> and beware, because I'm going to have two sets of knuckle busters in my gloves this time, you pussy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's saying he won't take step aside. And I know that that number you said is real. Like, he told everyone, 20 million. So what Listen, is it? Guy's a sucker. I wouldn't give him 20 grand. I wouldn't give him 20,000. I pay in ass whoopings. And that's what I'll give him. I'll, I'll, I'll go walk right through him. I'm not interested in giving anyone any money. They've got to earn it. Like I did the hard way. By fighting the best of the best. And then they can, then they can earn good money. Until then, they're getting ass whoopings from me. No step aside money hey. from nobody. I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't give him a million dollars to step aside. I wouldn't really? give him 100 grand because I'd rather give him them big fists right in the face. So beware, train hard, sucker. You're getting a good idea this time, even better than the first time. Yeah, because it's funny, like, you said before, like, these guys should fight each other. And it's the same thing. He goes, everyone's calling out me. Why don't they fight each other and earn it? Exactly. But we do need challenges. Me, Canelo, whoever's out there, we always need people to fight. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. And now, lastly, what do you, you know, what do you make of Joshua trying to blame you? Like, obviously, you wanted to fight with him. It's not a fault of yours. Joshua's you're not the arbitrator. He's after a few quid. He's been using my name for years without really fighting people. He's had an easy way to the top. Fair play to Eddie Hearn, which got him the easy way. I'm the man of these shores. Always have been and always will be. No one can compete with me. All right, Lance. Hey, thanks again to Tyson Fury for the time. Really appreciate it. <laughs> you heard him there. He said there is not a single dollar he is willing to pay Deontay Wilder, and he said, quote, I gave Deontay Wilder a boxing lesson the first time. It was destruction and humiliation the second time. What's going to happen the third time? He said, well, if Deontay Wilder said, I dented his skull, now I'm going to crack it wide open. Wow. He's ready for the fight, Mike. You can tell. You can hear it in his voice, and I think that, you know, um, that is something that is going to also be driving this fight because it's not only are the stakes high for Tyson Fury. He's also pretty pissed off at Deontay Wilder for making a thing of this third fight. But, you know, look, I mean, the thing that, that was going on in the, with the arbitrator is that uh, Top Rank couldn't come back and say, oh, you know, they think that it's going south in the arbitra- with what the arbitra- arbitrator is deciding. And PBC, you know, remained silent over on its side. So we didn't have a lot of information what was coming out of there because it was all being processed in the inside the mind of one man. So, 
you know, it's okay that, you know, this came out the way it did. The fact is that it's out there now. Fury seems up for the challenge as he always is. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to move to that moment. Yeah, and we're going to see if Joshua's going to indeed fight Usyk. I have to assume that's the fight that happens. You know, Lance, I want to say, I've heard a lot of people surmise and predict that Fury Joshua is not going to happen now because Usyk's going to beat Joshua. I do not see that happening. I know Usyk's a more skilled boxer. He's on a lot of people's pound-for-pound lists, and he's a former cruiserweight champion. But I have not been impressed with his short run at heavyweight. Did not look great against Chaz Witherspoon, a journeyman that was retired for like six years. He definitely did not look good against Derek Chisora, who I would call a gatekeeper, tough, durable guy. I thought he won by a couple of rounds at most. Uh, I, I, you know, I know he's bigger now. He's up to like 230, but he's bigger. He's slower. He doesn't seem right. to have a heavyweight pop. He wasn't a huge puncher at cruiserweight anyway. I, I don't think, look, uh, of course it's a risk, but I think Joshua beats him. I'm pretty confident. Oh, I absolutely agree with you, Mike. I mean, I just got, I had written, you know, I had written the day after uh, Tyson Fury had had spoken and said that this fight was happening with him and Joshua. My pick in that fight was going to be Joshua. I know some people may uh, look down upon that. But obviously, I think that Joshua has kind of righted himself, you know, based on that, uh, off of that loss to Andy Ruiz. He came back and fought cautiously in defeating Ruiz in the, in the, in the next fight. And yes, he was fighting a veteran guy that you can maybe say is over the hill in Kubrat Pulev. But I really like the 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 offensive firepower that I saw from from Joshua, and I have liked how he has just kind of hunkered down and not really engaged with Fury and just you know been in preparation mode. I think that Anthony Joshua is, you know still gets it and still wants to be you know the man that everyone thought he was going to be that before that night in Madison Square Garden where he was knocked out. So look, this is a guy who understands how to get ready and understands how to uh you know what it, what being a three belt champion means and i believe he's going to impose his will uh for sure on uh, alexander usyk i agree with you as well that i don't believe usyk is really ready for not just the heavyweight division but the elites of the heavyweight division and that is what anthony joshua is let's step aside right now for a break looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. We have a big fight happening this weekend. You're in Vegas right now for it. Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, all four belts on the line. Undisputed title at 140 pounds, supremacy. And the winner is going to be firmly on the pound-for-pound pound list. I mean, Josh Taylor is already on my list and most people's lists. And he is the favorite. Uh, per bet MGM, Josh Taylor minus 250. Uh, Jose Ramirez plus 200. Lance, what is the buzz there in Vegas? 
Not a lot of buzz in the uh, press conference today, Mike. I got to be honest with you. Oh. A very, very closed room. Even though uh, what was in, what was entertaining about it was that Bob Arum, the promoter for the fight, went on a rant saying basically that the pandemic is over. He told everyone in the crowd, um, and we were we were ordered to put our masks on after we did mandatory um, COVID tests. Um, he says, take your mask off. The pandemic is over. Yet they didn't have an audience for this uh, news conference, and they're really not having a, an audience for the fight, Mike. I mean, let's be honest. The crowd is going to be just over a thousand people at the at the Virgin Hotel here in here in Las Vegas, which is really a shame. I spoke to Josh Taylor about that, and he admitted, you know, like, look, this is the biggest fight of my life. I'm I'm fighting for it uh, as Jose Ramirez is to be the first man from my country to be a unified four belt champion. And there's just not a lot of buzz, you know, not only in the room today, but around Las Vegas and around the country for a fight that we know as, as, as people who covered a sport is going to be a significant, very entertaining battle between two guys who really are, are very strong boxers who are aggressive boxers who won't shy from a challenge and who are certainly will have several, I'm expecting several toe-to-toe moments um, where they're just, you know, fervently slugging it out. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be um, a very good action fight. They're both exciting fighters. Josh Taylor's fight with Regis Progray was a very entertaining brawl. And Jose Ramirez has been in a ton of good fights. And they both love to fight on the inside. Yeah. They, they're both strong inside fighters. I'm going to go with Josh Taylor in his fight, Lance. I think Josh Taylor is the stronger inside fighter. I think he's a little stronger, maybe even. And he just has better, he has more experience at this level. I mean, he has his biggest win is over Regis Progre, but he also beat Ivan Branchek. He beat Victor Postal and he beat Postal more comfortably. I thought Postal and Ramirez could have won either way. I thought Jose Zapata eked out a win over Ramirez. Uh, Ramirez is a strong fighter. He always gets overlooked. So maybe I'm overlooking him again. But the pick here is Josh Taylor. I'm going with the Ozmakers. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good pick for all those reasons, Mike. And I got to tell you, in my conversation with Josh uh, today, and we'll hear from hear for, uh, from Josh in, the, in a couple of minutes here. You know, he talks about he underlines the point that I'm the uh, smarter, I'm the more intelligent, I have the better ring IQ. He's going. He feels as if he's going to know what to do in the exact moments that he needs to do them. And I, and like you said, I mean, the power of Josh Taylor is unquestioned. We just saw it in his last fight where he, uh, you know, wins by body shot in the first round. We know that, um, you know, we know what Josh Taylor can do, you know, against a, a, a you know, a technical dynamic fighter like pro gray and, you know, Josh Taylor senses that there's such great opportunity. And yes, it's there for Jose Ramirez as well, but Josh, really wants to participate in these fights that are before him, whether it's Tiafima Lopez or Terrence Crawford or even a rematch with uh, Jose Ramirez. He needs to give a full account of himself. He is intent to say whether the full attention is on me right now or not. It's going to be, I'm going to take these four belts back to Scotland and I am going to be hailed basically as Braveheart. <laughs> I okay. saw Josh Taylor was mouthing off to Jose Ramirez during the stare down. Were you able to hear what he was saying or did he tell you? He, you know, I'll say this. What he told me was he said, you know, you better be ready for the fight. Now, I think that was the G rated version of it because Jose, <laughs> Ramir- Jose Ramirez was so upset by it. He said, um, this guy has no respect for me. 
He says, if you disrespect someone like me who has accomplished all I have to reach this point in my in my career, then there's no way you can respect anyone. So he was very chafed. He's, he promised, Jose Ramirez did, that he can keep his emotions in check during the fight. But I can tell you, he was pretty much, uh, for by Jose Ramirez's standards, he was fuming after what Josh Taylor said in those moments. And Josh uh, was unrelenting. I mean, I know the uh, the PA man was standing right next to him, and he was asking for help to uh, for people to get in there and separate the two of them because Josh Taylor was not going to stop what he was saying to Jose Ramirez <laughs> to get under his, his skin. Certainly a dichotomy here. Josh Taylor, a gifted trash talker, as are most of the guys from the UK. And then Jose Ramirez, quiet, stoic, goes about his business. So uh, I can't I, wait. It's going to be a yeah. really good fight. I, I just wish uh, I wish it was built into a bigger fight. But here we are. I, hope it, I still think the fight's going to deliver. Listen, Mike, um, one of the interesting things, I mean, especially when you consider that neither guy has been stopped or, you know, um, both both trainers, Ben Davison and Robert Garcia, uh, respectively for Taylor and Ramirez, are predicting that their fighter will win by knockout. So, I mean, we're sitting here looking at the odds right now um, where you got, you know, under 11 rounds as a plus 225. I mean, you know, you got to consider you got to consider these bets based on what the, the corner men are saying. And I, look, I don't we know the honesty of both men. I don't know that either of them are saying this as hyper hyperbole. My pick is Josh Taylor by decision. I'm going to say close mm-hmm. but clear. Maybe right. a 16 12 something like that. I think it's uh that's my pick. What's your pick? That's that's minus 120, Mike, by the way. Um Got it. You know what, Mike? I have gone. I have never flip-flopped. I usually don't do this. I have flip-flopped all over on this fight. And in my last convert, my most recent conversation was with Jose Ramirez. And the point that he's making is that what Josh Taylor and what everyone is discounting is my amateur pedigree. You know, with over 200 fights, you don't think that I have seen a, uh, the types of skills that Josh Taylor is going to be bringing me. I know how to move around more than people think that I do. I'm not, you know, straight up and down like I've been uh, uh, ridiculed for 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 being as my style. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jose Ramirez will win this fight by a TKO in the tenth round. It's not. I think it's gonna be a great fight, Mike. I think it's gonna I, be I'm, absolute war. I'm just shocked that Lance Pugmeyer, who wrote a story about how the this is the time of the Americans, is picking the American. So no surprise here. We knew this was coming, Lance, but it's all right. Um, we'll see what happens. You're going to be the ringside on Saturday. I'm pumped for you. I wish I was going to be there. It's going to be a great one. And right now, let's toss to your interview with Josh Taylor on Thursday, right after that press conference. Things have been so respectful between the two of you throughout this thing. Maybe a little edginess here. I mean, do you need that edginess going into a fight? It's a fight, after all. It's a fight. You get in, you get in a different uh, mind frame different mindset um, I'm ready to fight now you know the, the training the training's done I'm ready to fight now I'm letting them know I'm ready to fight you know I'm up for this I'm, I'm relaxed as you can see but I'm, I'm up for a fight now you know when I see when I see him at his face to face that's when you want to get you, the, the juices start flowing and you want to get touring amongst them and start fighting with them um, and I'm pretty sure he's the same you know the, the mentality starts to change you know Absolutely, and both of you guys come from nationalities which are, you know, filled and loaded with warriors. 
when you look back on what you can, who has come before you, and what you can accomplish as the first four belt champion in the history of Scotland, yeah. that has to mean something. Oh, it's huge. It's massive. You know that 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 alone is a huge motivational um, drive for me in this fight. You know, and to, to create history as one of Scotland's greatest fighters and, and one of the UK's greatest fighters. You know, the first person to do it from over the pond is uh, unbelievable. You know, so. It's, it's a massive, massive piece of history for myself and, and Fousey as well. You know, he's got the chance to create history as well, so it's a massive fight. And yeah, we're, we're both um, we're both good champions. We're both humble people, nice people. I respect him a hell of a lot. I think he's a nice person. I think he's a great guy. But right now, he, he's, he's my enemy, you know? And, and as soon as that first bell rings, I'm, I'm going in there all respect and fondness from goes out the window. Do you know already that you're going to win this fight? And, and does that come from watching him, or does it come from what you've done in training? Absolutely no doubts in my mind that I'm winning this fight on Saturday. Um, I've believed I'll beat Ramirez for a long, long time. Not just because since the fight's been made, but for a long, long time I've believed that I can beat him. You know, um, And he's been lucky in a couple of his fights as well. You know, He's... Um, he, he touched on there the, the the presser there about you know there wasn't enough action and not enough punches thrown and that was because Postel uh, made it awkward for him and he, he made them hesitate and confused them that was why there wasn't a lot of punches thrown or a lot of action in the fight because Postel threw him off his game so many people expect this fight to be so entertaining is that just because it is going to be a frenetic pace or what I makes think, it so entertaining? I think it's because the two styles, the way we both fight, um, you know, we both like to have a fight. We're both, we're both fan-friendly um, fighters, you know. Um, when someone buys a ticket to come and watch us fight, they always know they're going to get their money's worth because it's going to be a good, entertaining fight. So I think that's what it is, you know. Um, I think the difference in this fight, you know, um, I've just got the better boxing brain, the better IQ, um, more intelligent than him. I've got more in my game. Um, I just believe I'm better than him in every department. I saw some press reports saying that, you know, there's not enough attention being heaped upon this fight. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, you know, fighting with about a thousand people here in Las Vegas at the Virgin Hotel, it doesn't do the fight justice mm-hmm. either. How badly do you want to get back to Scotland for a fight or at least to the UK? I, I, I love, love to fight back in Scotland again, you know, but I'd love to fight here again. Um, I watched the fight with Texas uh, with Billy Joe and uh, Canelo yeah. in front of 73,000 fans with no social distancing, no masks, no COVID tests, no vaccination things, but uh, proof, proof and all that. Normal life the way the way it should be in um, the last 12 weeks or the last three months or four months, however, Texas has been free. They've had zero COVID deaths, zero results, zero this. Why can't the rest of the world do it? You know, the world's been on hold long enough now it's time to get back to to life now it's time to get back to normal life and there's so many people that have suffered through this you know um like through other other health reasons not getting seen at hospital and things like that you know businesses and relationships breaking up and through lockdowns and businesses closing and stuff you know it's it's been it's just been a terrible ripple effect through the whole world um so i think it's just it's time to get back to to life now do you truly, I mean, we talked about the the opportunities before you, whether it be a rematch, Tiafima Lopez or Terrence Crawford. Do you think about that? Have you given that any thought at all, that this is all before you in victory on Saturday night? Yeah, you do think about it a little bit. You know, it's hard, it's hard not to get excited at the prospects of what's, what's after this fight. You know, 
because the winner of this fight is going on to some big things, you know, it's some opportunities after this fight is just going to be unbelievable. So, yeah, it's hard not to get excited, but you've got to get excited and then put it to the back of your mind. There's a massive, massive job ahead of me on Saturday, which is to uh, topple Ramirez, and I believe I'm going to do it. Right, Lance, great stuff there. What was your takeaway from the interview? What's the big takeaway there? Look, I think that Josh Taylor uh, is is supremely confident, Mike. I mean, he this is a guy who has who got to Vegas. He's been here the whole time training. He is completely ready for what he admits is the fight of his life. Um, he's look. He, that's why he he got in in Jose's face. You know, he the juices are flowing, as he said, and he is ready for this moment. Josh Taylor is a guy that look me me. And you know him. A lot of a lot of fans, uh, fight fans, know him. But he wants more of a mainstream audience. He wants uh, everyone to see what a, a true warrior he is. Jose Ramirez is going to bring that out of him. And Josh Taylor is again just adamant that this is going to be his night, and this is uh, his opportunity to pull off his own takeover of the sport. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh can be a big star, especially in the UK. He has that magnetism and that charisma. I'm not saying he could be Ricky Hatton big. That would be tough. But uh, there's no reason why he can't be an attraction that sells out and you know does big ratings over there. Same weight class as Ricky Hatton too. So we'll see what happens for the Tartan Tornado from Scotland. But also, Lance, real quick before we, before we go and wrap this up, we have Jake Paul, not quite pro boxer. I mean, he is a pro boxer, but... Uh, more of an attraction, obviously. He, uh, kind of surprising news that he signed with Showtime for his next fight after doing the Triller fight against Ben Askren. I, I caught up with Ryan Kavanaugh of Triller and he, his claim was that he offered Jake Paul a, an undercard fight against a legit boxer and Jake Paul declines. I mean, no surprise yeah. that he declined an undercard fight. Um, huh. Showtime, look, I, I think it's pretty obvious, at least in my opinion, that Showtime is going to try to build to a Mayweather Jake Paul fight. Um, Maybe gave Jake Paul one fight here and then give him the Mayweather fight. I don't know, but so Jake Paul is an attraction. He 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 knows how to sell a fight. He's making a lot of waves, so I think it's a probably good move for Showtime. And you know, we'll see what happens there. But what do you think, Lance? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty surprising, actually. I mean, when you consider the momentum that Triller had with Jake Paul, you would have hoped that they would have you know said like, "This is our guy," and stepped up and uh, paid the man to keep him, but. Let's be honest. I mean, Showtime is, uh, you know, who Showtime is. They've been around for so long. They've got some pretty deep pockets that they can call upon. And certainly after Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather got in each other's face, I mean, we, you know, we had Steven Espinosa on the show, Mike, and you could see the excitement in his uh, eyes as he was kind of recounting that moment. And certainly the wheels were turning in his head to say that not only do I get Floyd Mayweather against Logan Paul, but I can have Floyd Mayweather against Jake Paul. And we know that Floyd Mayweather loves fighting on Showtime. So uh, at the end of the day, um, tough, tough beat for Triller. Um, certainly they're still in position with Tiafima Lopez and their interest uh, in some other fighters uh, moving forward. Uh, but, the, but a guy who um, you know, carried them through the, the, the last pay-per-view to, to lose them is, is certainly a hit. Yeah, um, you know, we'll see, you know, obviously Triller is gearing up for June 19th, uh, Tifima Lopez against George Cambosis. And Kavanaugh's point to me was that he wanted the younger fans to come in with the Jake Paul fight and then graduate to Tifimo. And he thought that anything more than one time was a novelty. He thinks the novelty wears off. So, 
you know, that, that's what he's saying. Obviously, Showtime now has Jake. We'll see what, you know, what Showtime does with him. But also, speaking of Triller, I reported Ivan Redcash bizarrely, uh, after one of the craziest scenes I think I've ever seen in boxing, which is saying something, you know, he didn't get hit low and then he started squirming around on the ground and got carried off on a stretcher. It was rightfully ruled a, a stoppage victory for Regis Progray. Redcash strangely appealed to the, the decision. And the commission had a hearing today where they voted 5-0 in favor of denying Red Cash. So it remains a knockout. Well, they made the right decision, Mike. And I go back <laughs> to a, a conversation that I had with a veteran boxer right after it happened. And what he told me, I think, basically summarizes where uh, Red Cash is. He said, Ivan Red Cash has committed career suicide. Yeah, um, I don't know how you come back from that. But that's our show for today. And please head over to The Athletic. We're going to have a lot of stories, a bunch of stories from Lance, including an excellent profile on Jose Ramirez. He'll have something on Josh Taylor. And, of course, full coverage from location in Las Vegas for the 140-pound undisputed title fight. So head over to theathletic.com slash Pugging Cop and subscribe now for just $1 a month. 